Well, praise God. I know some, how many of you were here last Wednesday night? Quite a few of you. Yeah, just a few weren't. We've got a few extras tonight. That's good. Thank you for joining us. And by the way, if you are watching online, we want to say a big welcome to you and text the number um, on the screen. Text welcome. They'll put it up there in a minute. I've got them going all over the place. But if you could do that, we do want to say welcome, welcome. And Pastor will make some announcements at the end, but we prayed over people coming and receiving Jesus uh, on Easter Sunday. So we do have those invites out there. It's a good time to ask people to come to church. Amen. But uh, like I said, you know, last week we already started our, our series on nothing but the blood. So if you weren't here or you didn't watch online, I encourage you to go back and look at last Wednesday night because we certainly can't go and preach that all over again. There was a great unction on especially some areas. So go back and then you'll be able to get more out of tonight as well. But we established this fact that man... Fell, didn't he? He was separated from God. And there had to be a redeemer. There had to be a price paid that could buy us back and put us in fellowship with our father. And there was no other worthy price in heaven that could be paid. It had to be the Lord Jesus. It had to be his precious blood that was shed. So I just want to reiterate one scripture that we shared last week on how we are redeemed through the blood of Jesus. First Peter chapter 1, and we'll look at verse 18 and 19. Knowing that you are not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your, from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers. Read that, read this verse with me. But with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus is precious because it represents redemption. Redeemed, redeemed. (laughs) How I love to proclaim it. How are we redeemed? Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. So the blood is precious to us because it bought our redemption and we went through a lot of things that the blood speaks to us the cleansing power the redeeming power the remission of sin power there's so many the cleansing the forgiving the keeping the overcoming hallelujah the protecting i mean the list is really endless what has been provided for us But we realize this, as believers, when we receive Jesus, we're washed in the blood of the Lamb. And those old filthy garments of unworthiness are removed. And He gives us a royal robe of righteousness. How many of you in here tonight, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? Well, if you're born again, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He has put you into right standing with Himself. And when we walk 
in that righteousness and in the reality of who we are. There is something tangible upon our lives. You know that we know that the world is getting worse and the world is getting darker and darker. And you know what? There should be a marked difference in the lives of the believer. Just like when the children of Israel were in the land of Egypt and that last, one of the last plagues that came upon Egypt was that darkness. The darkness came, but the Bible says that there was light in the land of Goshen. The darker it gets out there, the lighter and the brighter we're going to shine. And sometimes you don't even realize that you are shining. But when you are washed in the blood and we're in our redemptive rights, they don't just speak to God. They speak to the devil and they speak to other people. People that sit in darkness. When you come into a room, they ought to go, Whoo! Somebody turned on the lights. And it doesn't mean that you're spending like 24 hours a day praying and in the Bible and, Oh, I got to be a good witness. I got to be this and be that. No, just be. Just be in Him and let Him be in you. And you're going to find out that your life may be the only Bible that some people will ever read. Give them a good read. How are they going to get a good read? They're going to get a good read by you being full of Jesus in wherever you go or whatever you do. I had something happen to me yesterday and this was amazing to me. I had an appointment at an office that I'd never been to in San Leandro. I mean, it was, you know, it wasn't anything bad, but I had to go to this appointment. So I go in this place and the lady's at the reception area and I greeted her and all of that stuff. And there was another couple in there. And so when they left, I'd been waiting a little bit for my turn the lady from the reception there at first, I didn't even know she was talking to me, you know, the big barriers and everything we have up these days. But she said, hi, how are you? So I kind of like, you talking to me? So, so I'm like, I'm good. I'm fine. And she says, um, so um, are you working today? And I said, yes, I am. I just came in for this appointment, but I need to go back after this. And then just randomly, I mean, randomly, she says to me, she kind of stands up, looks at me, I had on my mask, it was required, so I couldn't even smile at her. But she said, are you a Christian? I know. And I said, yes, I am. And then this next statement, Mike, this just threw me. She said, are you Pentecostal? <laughs> Who asked that? Pastor Nancy said it must have been my hair, but I don't know. <laughs> but if I was true Pentecostal, my hair wouldn't look like this. No, anyhow. <laughs> anyhow. And I'm like, then I'd stand up and I go over there and I'm like, well, yes, I am. Why would you ask me that? And she said, when you came in, something kept saying to me, talk to that woman. Talk to that woman. Ask her, she's a Christian. Even behind the mask. How about that? 
And then I said, oh, that's awesome. How did you think to ask me if I was Pentecostal? And she said, I'm from Fiji. I grew up in a Pentecostal church. My brother is a Pentecostal pastor in Fiji. And I just sensed you were Pentecostal. And then she proceeds to tell me. I saw, you know, I'm getting real curious at this point. Well, sister, where do you go to church and this and that? And, you know, people, life happens to people. And they get hurt. And they face a lot of difficulty. And her husband had died many years ago. But there was things that happened in the church. She hadn't been in church in years. And so she said, at that point, she said, Thank you, God, for sending me this lady. That's what she said. And so I said, you know, then I told her, I'm not just Pentecostal. I'm a pastor's wife. And she got so excited. And she said, give me the information about your church. God sent you to me today. I've been crying out. I need to get back in church. And this part is so cool. So then I asked her, where do you live? And she goes, well, I live in Hayward. So I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. And then she goes, do you know where Southland Mall is? I live behind Southland Mall. She lives right back here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I I said, have you ever driven by? And she hadn't even noticed that we were a church. We are a church lady. So I gave her an Easter invite. I gave her our personal card. And she's like, you're going to see me in church. And I believe it. We're going to see her in church. I'm telling you, the world needs to see Jesus. Let's take a praise break. I was so blessed. Woo! Hallelujah. We need to be ready. I mean, that's like a fish jumped in my lap. I wasn't fishing, but it got in the <laughs> Jesus is, he's looking for people that will shine bright through him. And folks, when we're washed in the blood, we're cleansed. And when you're cleansed, you should be Weaky, shiny, clean, so the world can see Jesus in us. Amen. We talked about that last week the cleansing, the redeeming, the remission of sin, power in the blood of Jesus. And tonight we want to talk, hit on three more. We can't cover them, you know, in depth. We're just going to hit on three more. We want to talk about reconciling, emboldening, and overcoming. The word reconcile means this, to settle, to bring back. Jesus settled the old account. Oh, here comes the oldies again. The old account was settled long ago. <laughs> What's the rest of that? And, my, and something here today. The old account was settled long ago. He washed my sins away. Thank God. It's been settled. And look at this scripture in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12 through 14. That at that time, you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, 
in Christ, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Woo, thank you, Jesus. For he himself is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. Man was created by God for fellowship, but sin caused that wall and that barrier and that fellowship to be destroyed and access into the presence of God to be blocked. That verse says there, many of you were far off. Some of you, if you were in the hippie movement, were far out. But even if you were far out, I said that last week on prayer encounter, far out dude. And I'm like, no, that's not right. My sister, my other Pentecostal sister said, I think it's far out man with the peace sign. But anyway, <laughs> we, we were never involved. So we didn't really know, even know the lingo. But some of you were. And you were not just far off from Christ, but you were far out there. But aren't you glad that the blood of Jesus woo, has brought you right back into fellowship with him? That far out man or dude or whatever you want to say is gone forever. And now you have been brought in nigh by the blood of Christ. We've been given access once again. To the Father. Ephesians chapter 2 again in verse 18 says, For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. It's good to have access maybe into a safety vault where you got some jewelry or you got some money in there and some important things in there. It's good to know that you have the password that gives you access. Nobody else can get in there unless you share that word with them. Well, Jesus has given us all the access code to come to the throne of God. And that access code is the blood. The blood. Why should you be allowed to come into heaven? Why should you be allowed to come before the throne of God and boldly declare your request? The blood. That's our access. Not of our righteousness. Not of our own works. It's through what he has done for us. He's given us access. And he's made us have peace. Peace. With the Father. Hallelujah. This scripture points that out beautifully. I'm going to give you a lot of word tonight. Hebrews chapter 13. Verse 20 and 21. This is out of the Amplified. Now may the God of peace. Who is the author. And the giver of peace. Who brought again from the dead. Our Lord Jesus that great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood. Now read that last part with me there in parenthesis. That sealed and ratified the everlasting agreement, the covenant 
the testimony. The testament. Hallelujah. We've got peace with God. And we've got the peace of God. Because of the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus did not just cover our sins. It was not a temporary answer. What can wash away my sins? We're talking about nothing but the blood of Jesus. Washed them away. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. This wonderful blood. Hallelujah. It causes us to enter into that everlasting covenant. It's not temporary everlasting. And then let's look down at verse 21 out of the Amplified. This is something else that the blood will do. Strengthen, complete, perfect, and make you what you ought to be and equip you with everything good that you may carry out his will while he himself where's the rest of that well he himself works in you and accomplishes that which is pleasing in his sight through jesus christ the messiah to whom be the glory forever and ever to the ages and ages amen so be it glory and honor forever and ever the book of Revelations talks about that they were in heaven. There is a song. They forever sing glory and honor to the Lamb of God. Worthy, worthy is the Lamb that was slain. And we should be doing the same thing here on earth. Glory and honor unto the Lamb of God. Worthy is the Lamb. That was slain. And look, I like some of these things it says here. That the blood, it is able to make you stand. You don't have to keep tripping up over the same thing. You don't have to keep getting involved in the same sin or the same mistake. Repeatedly, repeatedly. Now if you do, thank God for First John 1, 9. That we confess He's faithful and just to forgive us, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank God for that. But there is keeping power. There is standing power in the blood of the Lamb. It says here, hallelujah. Woo! He will equip you. He will strengthen you. He will make you what you ought to be. And then it says he'll help you carry out his will. God's got a plan. God's got a purpose for each and every person. There are no mistakes. There are no oops. There are no, you know, I love you and I love you not. You know, there's something about Mike that ticks me off. I don't have a good plan for him. No, God doesn't do that. He's got a plan and a purpose. 
For every single one of us. And just look at that again. It says he will equip you with everything good that you may carry out his will. We've got heaven's help. We've got the name of Jesus. We've got the word of God. And we've got the blood of the lamb that gives us overcoming power it gives us that equipment that we need and so i want to encourage you draw near to the throne draw near so you can hear clear and become who the blood purchased you to be the biggest battle that all of us have when it comes to walking out his will We read it. He's equipped us to carry out his will. His will in the earth, we know, is to preach the gospel. Bring good news to the hurting. Preach that Jesus is the healer. But he also has an individual will for each person. And this says the blood will equip you to carry out his will. But the biggest battle to us walking in his plan and in his purpose is up here. The mind is the battlefield. It's where so many dreams die. It's where guilt and condemnation tries to get a hold of people's thinking and keep them out of God's best. But I was reading this today over in Isaiah chapter 53. We use this and it is for our physical healing. But on that same day, when Jesus' precious blood poured out, He redeemed us, spirit, soul, which is your mind, and body. This is carried out, Isaiah 53, verse 5, out of the Amplified. But he was wounded for our transgressions. That's our sins. Aren't you glad that he was? He was bruised for our guilt guilt and iniquities. The chastisement... Needful to obtain peace. Everybody say peace. Peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. He redeems our life from destruction. He removes sin and and, uh, iniquity away from us. He heals our bodies. Hallelujah. He took our guilt and iniquity. But where it says this, the well-being includes peace of mind it includes freedom from mental torment when i think about jesus before he ever went to the cross he was in that judgment hall and they were mocking him and calling him king of the jews well let's get him a crown and what did they do a crown of thorns 
could have been, that had to be awful. They placed it upon his head and then they pounded it into his precious head. And it caused blood to flow down his face and all over his head. And that blood that flowed from his head and down his face represents was taken depression. He was taking mental illness. He was taking any kind of torment. He was taking anxiety. He was taking fear. The stripes on his back are for our healing. The blood he shed cleansed us from all unrighteousness and sin. But let's not leave out the soul. The blood equips us to carry out His will. To finish our race. To do what He has called and anointed us to do. Don't let thoughts of discouragement or thoughts of it's never going to happen. It's been so long Uh, My dream is just dying. Don't let those get a stronghold in your mind. But instead see, oh no, Jesus, Jesus took mental torment just like he took cancer. Jesus took discouragement just like he took diabetes. He's equipped us to carry out His will. And when we realize that, it emboldens us. It gives us that boldness. Not only to come before Him, but that boldness to declare in the face of opposition, no weapon Formed against me is going to prosper. Every tongue that rises up against me in judgment, you, Lord, will show to be in the wrong. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. He always causes me to triumph in every single situation. My God supplies all of my needs. I don't care what it might look like in my checkbook right now. My God, I'm in covenant with a covenant keeping God. When you know that you know what Jesus Jesus has done for you and how he has put you in, given you access and reconciled you to the Father. It gives you boldness, boldness in the face of defeat, in the face of discouragement, in the face of attacks to rise up and to say, I'm not in this by myself. He's made me more than a conqueror. More are they that are with me. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. It gives us boldness. 
Let me give you a great scripture on boldness. Hebrews 10, 19 through 22. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil, that is his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God. Here it is. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. The devil loves to remind you of your failures. He loves to keep us in this sin consciousness this condemnation that is the confidence killer and i have no idea because it's not in the bible where this religious phrase came from we're all just unworthy worms anybody ever heard that an unworthy worm the devil must have inspired that a worm is related to a snake but a worm is nothing more than fish bait It's the lowest of the lowest. I remember in biology class, you know, I I never got freaked out by dissecting stuff. I thought it was kind of cool. But the first thing that we ever dissected was a worm. And I was completely disappointed when we cut that worm open. You know what it was full of? Dirt. There was nothing in that worm but dirt. Well, that wasn't very exciting. Give me a frog. Give me something else. A dirt, a worm? All we got to see was dirt. But you know, that comes from, from the devil that tells us we're worms. I am not a dirt dweller. I'm not full of dirt and I don't eat dirt. I may have had some dirt thrown on me, but I know how to shake it off. How about you? A couple of Sundays ago at the end of the message, well, you know, there was an unction and we were talking about when testing and trial comes and you just step on it and you just go higher in God. And actually it was May came up and reminded me of this illustration and this seems like this fits right here. When the devil starts saying, you're a worm, dirt, 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 dirt's been thrown on you. That's what you're made of. No, just say, no, I'm going to shake it off. So there's this great illustration. Dad Hagen told this. There was this farmer years ago, and he had this mule that fell into a well. Uh, you know, the well was dried up, but it was real deep, and he tried everything, couldn't get the mule out. So he just decided, well, the most humane thing to do is to bury the, the mule in the well. You know, at least he'll die. So he started throwing dirt on this mule. And this mule at first was confused. Why is my farmer doing that? Why is he throwing dirt on me? But then he realized, well, he's continually throwing dirt. So he just started shaking it off. And the more dirt he threw, the mule just kept shaking it off. And then it was getting piled up on the ground and he started stomping on it. The farmer kept throwing the dirt down, shook it off, stomped on it. More dirt, shook it off, stomped on it. And then finally, to the farmer's amazement, the mule jumped up out of the well. He used all that dirt that he was going to be buried in to get out of the pit. (laughs) Anyhow, I don't know what that had to do with the worm, but I thought I'd share it. So whatever lies. Oh, yeah. 
The worm is full of dirt. So no matter how much dirt is coming your way, you're not a worm. God will cause your feet to walk on that and stomp on it. You're going to come out on top. You're going to come out higher. Hallelujah. By the blood of the Lamb. <laughs> Woo! He's lifting us up even in this place tonight. And when bad things happen, the worst thing we can do is get mad at God and run away from God. No, don't run away from Him. Run into His loving arms. He's our strength. He'll equip us. He'll strengthen us. He'll give you that power to stand and to come out of that pit. We're coming out! Not staying in that pit. We're coming out in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah! Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, I want to close just real quickly here. I want to talk for a minute about overcoming power. Oh, we can't talk about the blood without reminding ourselves we overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Revelation 12, 11. And they overcame Him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to death. Most of the time, we leave that line off. But did you know there are Christians around the world that when they've received Jesus, they know it could be a death sentence. Their relatives, their government, whatever, can have made the law against Christianity. And they've had to make that commitment. I love Jesus more than my very life. We here in America have no idea what true persecution is. But I don't know what the future holds. I'm just saying that we need to be committed to Christ to love Him in the good times, love Him in the bad times, love Him in the prosperous times, love Him in the lean times. Whatever comes our way, we're going to love the Lord, our God, with all of our heart. And now, now in this season, before whatever the future brings, and I don't know, but whatever the future brings, right now we have the opportunity to learn the Word and to live the Word and to overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the Word of our testimony. The Word of our testimony. We cannot just think nice thoughts about the Bible. Christianity is literally called the great confession. How do you become a Christian? Believe it in your heart and confess it with your mouth. And that's just the beginning. That's just the doorway into walking this wonderful walk with the Lord. He said you're going to overcome the devil By the blood, we've established that fact, but we also need to be, say something. Say what the Word says about you. Let 
the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And I just want to tell you right now some of these things that came to me. When the thoughts of fear come, say so. What are you going to say? God hath not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. When thoughts of worry come, how are you going to overcome those thoughts? You're going to say so. You're going to say, I cast all my cares upon the Lord, for he careth for me. Thoughts of panic. There's a lot having panic attacks when that panic comes your way what are you going to say so the peace of God that passeth all understanding keeps my heart and my mind when those thoughts of defeat come what are you going to say so he always causes me to triumph I'm more than a conqueror Thoughts of lack lack come. What are you going to say? Let the redeemed of the Lord say, So my God supplies all of my needs according to His riches in glory. Thoughts of disease. Oh man, that must be one of the arthritis brothers has moved into your leg or or your back or whatever. You're going to say so. You're going to say, Jesus bore my sicknesses and my diseases in his own body. And with his stripes, I am healed. That's the way to overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb. And by the word of our testimony. I rest my case tonight based upon the word of God. We are not the overcome. We are the overcomers. We are not experiencing defeat. We have victory. Victory. Victory in Jesus. I want everybody to stand up and I'm going to give you the words to that song. This came up as I was laying on my bed uh, later this afternoon. I just started singing this song. I won't sing it for you, but I have to tell you the words. Victory in Jesus. Somebody in here needs to hear this and that's why it came up in my heart. You guys can go ahead and go to the platform. We prayed a little bit in the beginning and I don't know that we're going to pray anymore right now. Make sure you come next Thursday, next Wednesday night, and then next Thursday we're going to have a live prayer meeting in here. Victory in Jesus. Victory through the blood of the Lamb. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him. And all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing blood. Oh, victory in Jesus. And as I was thinking about the verses to that song, this one came up in my heart. And we're going to use it, I believe, as a prayer for people tonight. I heard about his healing, of his cleansing power revealing.
how he made the lame to walk again. And he caused the blind to see. And this is the part, as I was laying on the bed, it was like, oh, Jesus. Somebody's crying out tonight. And then I cried, dear Jesus, come and heal my broken spirit. And somehow Jesus came and he brought to me the victory. So tonight, in the name of Jesus. Maybe you're in here, maybe you're watching online. But you've been in a circumstance that literally has broken your heart. But there's victory in Jesus. And somehow, Jesus came. Jesus is coming now. He's walking up and down these aisles. Somehow, somehow, and that is right now, Jesus came and he brought to me the victory. Somebody's been crying out, Lord Jesus, this situation, it has broken my heart. The healing is here. The healing is here. If you're in the house and that describes you, I want you to come down to the front. We as your church family want to surround you. And if you're not in the house, we're going to pray anyway because I know there's people watching online that this describes. A situation has arisen in your life and has literally broken your heart. But Jesus is here to heal the brokenhearted. Isn't that what he said? The spirit of the Lord is upon me. I came to heal the brokenhearted. Oh, we thank you for the anointing. PT, do you, you know that obviously. Can we sing a little bit of that? Let's just create that atmosphere. Jesus is ministering. Oh, victory in Jesus. My Savior forever. He sought me and He bought me with His redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew Him. Thank and you, Lord. Yes, Lord, we surround these. Me to victory. Jesus. Oh, 